Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues. The aftermath of the Canadian trucker protest is now under review. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau is backpedaling, no longer wants those emergency powers. Today we interview Tom Marazzo, who has spoken for the truckers. Former Navy Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt took a stand to defend religious freedom by daring to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Now he helps you by reporting the news, discerning the spirits, and praying the scriptures. Would you pray with us? Here's Dr. Chaps. God bless you in Jesus' name. My name is Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt, Dr. Chaps, and you're watching PIJN News. On this show, we like to do three things. We report the news, we discern the spirits, and we pray the scriptures in Jesus' name. On today's show, we have a live interview with a new friend to the program. Tom Marazzo has been a spokesman and advocate and volunteer for the Canadian Freedom Convoy. You know, all those truckers that were making international news because they were standing up against Prime Minister Justin Trudeau and his overbearing power grab to punish truckers as terrorists. And now over 100 have been arrested, their, their trucks have been confiscated, their dogs have been imprisoned, uh, and, and some of them are still in jail or fighting that. Welcome Tom Marazzo to the program from Hamilton, Ontario. How are you today, sir? I'm good, thank you very much. Thank you for having me here. Thank you. So. Your movement has inspired Americans, and, and uh, I'll tell you about my recent trip to Canada, how overbearing the government felt when I was there. But uh, now in America, there seems to be a trucker's convoy gathering. They're starting from California, making their way through Colorado this week. Uh, people from all parts of the US are converging on Washington, D.C. before the Joe Biden State of the Union address. Uh, what? was the, the message of your movement by Canadian truckers and how should Americans be paying attention? Well, um, you know, I would love actually to get a chance to talk to the, the leadership of the, the US convoy. Um, I, there's a group of us that would love to be able to pass on the, the lessons that we learned from our experience. But there's a big difference in the fact that uh, I saw today that um, the convoy passing through Texas is actually getting a police es escort. Um, <laughs> so for, for me, that's incredibly encouraging because that, you know, the big difference that we had, as you saw, you know, the, the Friday and the Saturday, what, what uh, problems we had with law enforcement in Ottawa, um, the very fact that an entire uh, police department would support the U.S. convoy is an incredibly encouraging because our convoy was a peaceful protest and we proved that to the law enforcement in Ottawa, we proved that to Ontario, we proved that to Canada and the world in, in our, with our actions because we didn't physically fight back. We fought with our words and, and with our, you know, our our. our our love for Canada. And so I was really encouraged to see that the um, US law enforcement in, in the state of Tex Texas was giving them an actual escort, which is completely contrary to what we got here in Ontario. Sure, and you are a, a proud Canadian patriot. I mean, you served in the Royal Canadian Armed Forces for 25 years, and yeah. you would never advocate for violence. When you took the, the stand of peaceful protesting, they labeled you as terrorists. They seized your bank accounts. They almost 
completed, and I see now Justin Trudeau is recanting his demand for emergency powers from the parliament. Uh, yeah. But something happened with the banks. I want you to help me understand that. Mm -hmm. There was a run on ATMs across Canada, and the banking mm -hmm. industry felt threatened. And do you yes. think they put leverage, uh, or made a call at least to Prime Minister Trudeau to back off of the emergency powers? Uh, that's, you know, a, a theory that I cannot prove, but in my heart of hearts, that's what I believe uh, happened. And, in, in, you know, he had the parliamentary debates and um, those debates were, were a thing to see, uh, especially from his party. The things that his members of parliament were saying were just incredibly false, irresponsible, and, and really kind of crazy. Um, but then when you looked when the Senate started to have their debates, you could almost see that the senators were tipping towards the, you know, in favor of Canada. So it looked like maybe the Senate was going to shoot it down. But before he allowed the Senate to complete their vote, all of a sudden he revoked the, um, the Emergency Act. But it, from my point of view and all the feedback that I'm seeing, it was it was really the run on the banks, and, and, and I'm guessing that the bank lobby in this country, because there's only five chartered banks in this country, and then the rest are credit unions, very different from in the United States. And so I think the bank lobby here in Canada, which is extremely powerful, is probably, they're probably the ones who gave him a call and said, hey, knock it off. Wow. So he did, probably. That's my, that's my belief. And it's possible he would have lost the vote in the Senate, which would have been embarrassing. And so he pulled the bill before it actually got to that. His popularity ratings have dropped like a rock. One poll we recently saw is down to 17% approve of Justin Trudeau anymore. Unfortunately, he was recently reelected. So it's gonna be another two, three years before this comes around at election time. Do you think this will cost him votes? Um, I think every time Justin Trudeau gets in front of a camera or a microphone, he harms himself even more. And you have to remember, he is a, uh, he was a part-time drama teacher. Um, he is grossly underqualified to be the prime minister of this country. But for some reason, the Liberal Party put him forward as, as the leader of the party. And, and it's who we've been stuck with for all these years. But, <clears throat> you know, really... He does have a minority government, but with the NDP, one of the other political parties in Canada, they have about 25 members. So he has a kind of quasi-majority government. And every time he chooses to do something really horrible for the Canadian public, the NDP support him. So, you know, he, he has a de facto majority as long as he has those 25 NDP members in his pocket. And this is a real problem for Canadians because, you know, Justin Trudeau only has 110,000 people in his own riding uh, or his own constituency, but not all of them voted for him. But we have a party system here that, um, you know, unfortunately resulted in us having Justin Trudeau as the prime minister of Canada. He was he was elected as the prime minister. Um, but it's clear to people now that he has never acted in the best interest of Canada throughout this entire uh, two years. Um, and it's clear to people that, you know, especially when he attacked the banking lobby, right? Uh, he really, really upset a lot of Canadians. Let's take a short break. When we come back, I'll ask about 
the process of the trucker protest as it unfolded, and now there's lawsuits in the aftermath. Giving you a megaphone in Washington, D.C. Dr. Chaps will be right back. Do you ever wonder how to discern your own thoughts from the thoughts that come to you from the Holy Spirit or angels or invisible demons? I'm Dr. Chaps and you've seen us talk about the gift of discerning of spirits. In fact, I wrote my PhD dissertation, How to See the Holy Spirit, Angels and Demons. But now we have an exciting 17 part video Bible study on a four disc DVD set that you can get for your small group or your church. If you just visit PrayInJesusName.org and offer a suggested donation of $99, or call us toll free at 866-ObeyGod, get this 17 part video series and for a limited time only, we'll throw in the book for free. Visit PrayInJesusName.org, get this important Bible study series for you and your church, or call us at 866-ObeyGod right now. Are you frustrated by recent events in American politics? Do you wish you had the power to change what's going on? Well, now you do. Don't say I'm only one person, I can't make a difference because we give you political power when you buy the book, How to Liberate the World, a step-by-step -step guide to take back your country. Listen, I spent a lifetime learning these lessons. I give it to you for almost peanuts, right? We are gonna teach you how to take back your country in a step-by-step -step guide. There's 30 small chapters, 30 prayers at the end. This is a Christian book, but we're gonna use all the same political power tools that the left has been using for years, and we're gonna win this back for the kingdom of God. For example, in the book it teaches how to write a press release and get your story in the newspapers, how to organize a petition drive or a rally and get a thousand people to sign your petition how to do fundraising for your organization or for your cause. That one chapter alone is worth the price of the book. And finally, how to run for political office and win your own seat in local office. I did this, I was a Colorado state representative. You can do these things and just to show you that it really works, we're gonna throw in this DVD set. This is how to be an effective Christian activist. Normally, the two together would be $45 we're gonna give it to you for $30 suggested donation when you call us today at 866-ObeyGod. Defending your religious freedom, here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps, joined again by Tom Morazzo, who has been a spokesman for the Canadian Freedom Truckers Convoy, which descended upon Ottawa in non-violent fashion. They were clogging up the infrastructure, uh, Justin Trudeau overreacted, the prime minister labeled them terrorists, seized their bank accounts, uh, put some of them in jail, and then sent out the, the Mounties to trample the crowds that were peacefully protesting. The only violence that I saw was this video clip we're gonna show now of a, a royal Canadian mounted policeman trampling an old lady who was with a walker. Let's go ahead and run that violent clip of the Mounties. Here comes the horses. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Look what 
to her. Look what you did to her. Look what you did to her. So there you saw it. Tom, your reaction when you saw the violence against the peaceful Canadian citizens? Uh, it was a very difficult moment because uh, I was only, I would say, 10 or 15 feet away uh, from the woman when she was uh, trampled by the horse. Wow. Um, and, it, and it was very difficult because, you know, right to our front, we had a line of uh, Quebec police and Ontario provincial police. But behind us, we actually had concrete barriers. And then in between that space was the, the peaceful protesters. And we really had nowhere to go. So when those horses came in, it was like trying to stop a snowplow. You're not going to stop a, a snowplow from pushing through. And then when she was trampled, like there was literally nowhere she could have gone. There was no way she could have got out of the way that fast. And as a result, her and another gentleman were, were trampled by the horses. Um, she recovered in hospital. She had a, an injury to her shoulder. And I never did uh, learn what, what happened to the man that was also uh, hit by the horses. So do you think that visual got any airtime in Canada? We're showing it on our television show, but has the mainstream media been fair to you or did they censor any of that? Well, it's important to understand that the mainstream media in this country are funded by the taxpayers, but they are controlled by the Liberal government of Canada. They paid about $1.6 billion to mainstream media last year or you know in their their fiscal year and so they control the messaging in this country which is um different than alternative media or independent journalism so we have uh, cbc and ctv that are completely controlled by the liberal government of canada right now so they didn't actually show that in a positive light they made up stories so did the ottawa police made up a story that somebody threw a bike in the path of the the uh, the horses, which from where I was standing, it was it was literally standing room only. So I don't know how that was even possible. But she she did have a walker, and none of the mainstream media in this country represented the truth at all. And and it was really really quite shocking to see their blatant um, lies. Quite quite frankly, they they literally yeah. lied censorship and covering up for the crimes of the government when uh, yes. you know the, the people were the ones being trampled as we just showed. Okay, mm -hmm. so let me get back to how this all unfolded. How did you become involved and, and what is your organization? How do you want us to help? So I was glued to social media and alternative media just like everybody else as the convoy actually passed through my town. And, and so uh, through uh, some connections, loose connections to the convoy, I was asked if I would um, if I would come to or go to Ottawa and help out with some logistics because I had a military background and this was something that I was accustomed to 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 doing. And in 2010, I participated in the uh, G8 G20 summit that was in Toronto, and um, so I, I was asked if I would just come to Ottawa and help out and try to get things organized. And one thing led to another, I was fully embedded in, um, within the sort of leadership of, of the convoy. Now, to say I was the leader of it is, is completely false. Other people who started it, other people inspired me to get there are the, are the true leaders of this. I went there as a volunteer, 
Um, but I, I had a certain skill set through my time in the military that was I was able to help um, the organizers of the convoy. So like Liam Neeson in the uh, American action movies, you have a certain particular <laughs> set of skills and, and you were called into yeah. action to deploy yes. those skills, uh, really yes. to mobilize. You're a publicist is how I see it. You're an excellent speech writer. Your, your videos have gone viral. Uh, your website design, your articulation, you have a very calm demeanor. Uh, you don't look like a terrorist to me, but no. now there is backlash against you personally. Talk about the, yes. the the class action lawsuit that is coming against you and your movement. Yeah, so there there was, it was amazing to us because a class action lawsuit was able to make it into a courtroom within the first few days of our arrival in Ottawa. But yet, you, you know, we have several lawsuits that are being filed against the Canadian government right now that have never made it into a courtroom yet. But somehow one individual or a few individuals in Ottawa were able to get their case heard in Ottawa a few days after we arrived. And, and so there is a class action lawsuit against uh, the truckers and the original leadership team. But as a few more of us got involved and added to um, you know, supporting the convoy, our names got added to a class action lawsuit. Now, originally the, the lawsuit was to stop the horns and the damages of having to listen to horns, but uh, Justice McLean um, had said, okay, stop the horns, we abided by that. And then these people refiled a new lawsuit, I believe. But yet now they want, instead of the original 10 million, now they're asking for $306 million in compensation in this class action lawsuit, which is ridiculous. And I've been named simply because I've appeared on on uh, on camera, speaking on behalf of of the the convoy. But what's interesting is I don't own a truck and I don't have a truck horn, so this really falls under the realm of tort law. And I think your viewers in the United States will understand the complications with tort law. That's all this is here in Canada. Right. We need to take another short break, but when we come back, we'll ask Tom Morazzo for suggestions for America. How can we learn from the crisis that has now passed in Canada? Dr. Chaps will be right back with more PIJN News. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, CEO of MyPillow. Retailers, shopping channels, and now even banks have tried to cancel myself and MyPillow. During these times, your support has meant everything to us. My employees and I want to personally thank each and every one of you by passing the savings directly on to you. For example, you can get my Giza Dream bed sheets for as low as $39.99 a set. That's a savings of 60% and the lowest price in history. And remember, they're made with the world's best cotton, grown where the Sahara Desert, the Mediterranean Sea, and the Nile River all meet. They come with my 10-year warranty, and I guarantee they'll be the most comfortable sheets you'll ever own. So go to MyPillow.com now and use the promo code on your screen or call the 1-800 number below to get my Giza Dream bed sheets for as low as $39.99, the lowest price in history. If you do it right now, I'm also going to include a free gift with your purchase. Thank you and God bless. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm here to tell you about my brand new product, My Slippers. What makes my slippers different from those other slippers is my exclusive four-layer design. The first layer is MyPillow's patented foam, which will help prevent fatigue and offer you incredible support. My second layer is a memory foam that will give you amazing comfort. 
And layer three is my patented impact gel that'll help reduce stress on your feet. And layer four is a durable outdoor indoor sole so you can wear my slippers anywhere, anytime. Go online or call right now to order your very own pair of the new My Slippers. Use the promo code on your screen and save an incredible 40% off your My Slippers order. You can enjoy My Slippers anytime, anywhere. What I love most about My Slippers is that I can wear them all day long and not have to change shoes. I personally guarantee the first time you put them on, they'll be the most comfortable slippers you'll ever own. Empowering you, the grassroots activist. Here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps, joined for one last segment with Tom Morezzo, who has been a spokesman for the Canadian Truckers Freedom Convoy, which descended upon Ottawa last month, and many of the truckers were arrested. Uh, Tom, what have you heard about personal stories of real truckers who went to jail or who were fined, or what, what did they suffer? So I've heard many, many stories, um, each one more shocking than the previous. And there was there was one story in particular that really, really stuck with me, is the, the Ottawa police did arrest a, a young person and they set up a um, this processing center. They put everybody in a big long lineup outside, but this one individual uh, young man was actually beaten and, and had uh, lots of marks all over his body, all over his face from the beating he took from the police. And then the police tried to say that uh, he had assaulted a police officer. Anyway, he was put in this lineup and he was given conditions by a police officer. They said, okay, you know, abide by these written conditions, sign this paper, leave Ottawa and agree never to come back. Otherwise, we're going to charge you with uh, a crime. And so the young man said, okay, charge me. And it turned out to be a bluff. They released him uh, without any charges, but they were trying to trick people into um, signing these conditions not to return to the Ottawa area. Well, the, the, the young man in the video that I had spoke to, and I've been, on, I've been communicating with him, he called their bluff. And, um, you know, so this is the kind of tactics that the police were using after they're the ones who physically assaulted peaceful protesters. Um, and I've seen video, uh, and, and I had seen this, this veteran there in Ottawa at the war memorial with his beret on, wearing his medals, taken down and beaten by the police. Uh, and in the background, you could see somebody being butt-stroked with a, uh, an AR-15 assault rifle, oh being butt-stroked repeatedly on the ground. Yeah, like, I mean, really uh, no, using the butt of your down, rifle to hit down somebody. on top. Or, yeah, or down, the yeah. That... on the ground. That that is that is violence. And tell me about the bank seizures. There was there was a question. So many Americans donated through GoFundMe that a Canadian judge shut down the GoFundMe account, uh, and then yes. GoFundMe surrendered. So now we're using GiveSendGo.com to yes. send donations. GiveSendGo is a Christian better alternative. If you want to donate to our charity yes. or any Christian charity, use GiveSendGo. How can Canadians block the finances or seize the bank accounts of American donors? Well, the, the tricky part is this, the moment a Canadian deposits that money into a Canadian account, then what it becomes under, so the Ontario Premier, uh, Doug Ford, and his Attorney General, uh, through something called ex parte in, in Canadian law, it's probably the same in the United States, but basically went before a judge 
and made a case that that money was considered uh, proceeds of a crime. And so that's how they were able to freeze that money and, you know, stop the truck convoy from using those funds as proceeds of a crime. But the problem is we were never told about it. We didn't have any legal representation in that courtroom when that happened. And, and that's not, you know, the way due process in, in any first world nation works. Right. You have the legal right to fair representation. And that was never afforded to this truck convoy on both occasions. And wow. so the, the, my accounts were frozen, but they were, I've had my, my accounts uh, unfrozen uh, once Justin Trudeau stopped the emergency act. However, I've lost my credit cards and, and my credit rating's been affected. And, uh, you know, this has happened to a large group of people. There was 42 people that were on the list that I saw that the RCMP provided to the banks. The problem with the banks is they were legally bound to freeze those accounts. However, in our view, they should have fought the government in court and said, no, we don't agree with this. We don't believe it's it's proper. And they should have done their, their duty for their customers and investigated and then maybe tied up the emergency act for about seven to 10 days while it got straightened out. But as a result, yeah. people lost confidence in the banks and now there was a run on the banks. And, and that's why I think um, the Canadian the, people the, rose up in your defense and the banking yep. industry shut down Trudeau's power grab and thank God yes. for that victory. I recently visited yes. Canada. I was there in December with my mother and mm -hmm. uh, just to get into the country, I had to prove that I was double vaccinated. And then after yes. entry, I had to show proof of that and wear a mask in any public store. They have the shopkeepers doing the ID checks and it's hard for Canadians to even buy groceries. I'm sure the yes. entire country is still under those mandates. What does your movement want? What do you want the government to do? We want all of the federal mandates lifted. So we want the government of Canada to go back to pre-COVID days and then also surrender some of the, the power grabs that they've been able to get their hands on uh, in the last two years under the disguise of a, of a national emergency. And, you know, to be able to travel under Section 6 of the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms, we are born with it. It's our inalienable right to travel. And that means cross-border, and that means uh, interprovincially or in a city. So this, the Canadian Charter of Rights in, in the Constitution of Canada are the supreme law in this country. And no emergency or other law can violate those two sections of, of Canadian law. They are the supreme laws. And when the Charter of Rights was enacted, every law in Canada had to be reviewed to make sure it fell into compliance with the Canadian Charter of Rights. Right. And so how they've been able to get around the charter is, is insanity in this country. We're out of time, but our guest has been Tom Morazzo. You can find him when you search for his name at linkedin.com. Our website is prayinjesusname.org. Please donate when you visit. If you need prayer today, call us at 866-Obey-God. We'll see you next time. 
Dr. Chaps needs your financial support to stay on the air. Would you please send your best financial donation today? Please visit PrayInJesusName.org to donate online. Or you can mail a check to Pray in Jesus Name Ministries, Post Office Box 77077, Colorado Springs, Colorado 80970. You can also call us toll-free right now, 866-Obey-God. That's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please sign up for our free emails at PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org. 